0: Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to seek God's presence and serve God's people. Now, let's get to the message. Well, I'm excited to kick off a brand new sermon series today, Legacy. So pumped, we're kicking off a brand new sermon series called one another. Everybody say one another. one another. Guess how many times in the New Testament alone the Bible says one another? Those are all great guesses. I, I didn't hear any specific, but I heard you. And there is actually 100 references to those two words smashed together, one another, in the New Testament. A hundred, a hundred times in the New Testament scripture, the Bible uses the words one another. And in Greek, believe it or not, they are actually just one word. And if you want to learn a little bit of Greek today, it's a Everybody say a That's the Greek word for one another. It's two words in English, but one word in Greek, aleilon. You guys got it? Crushing it so far with the Greek. Killing it. And a um, hundred times is it referenced, but 94 scriptures contain this word alelom. 47 of the 100 references are direct commandments to us. Everybody say Me. It is God commanding you on how you are supposed to relate, connect, and build relationships with other people. I think we need to know what God has to say about how he wants us to connect and build healthy relationships with one another. Would you guys agree? I am believing that in February, we are going to see God move on our relationships, God move on our friendships, God move in our fellowship, and God move on our marriages. Amen? I am believing that, and if you signed up for masterclasses this month, God is going to bless your marriage and your relationship. I can guarantee you that. Our dear friends, Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill, will be here. If you did not sign up for masterclasses, I'm so sorry. The signups are closed, and we will not let you in, so do not email us or DM us. We gave you a deadline, all right? New year, new boundaries, all right? It's a year of growing down church that means we're maturing okay all right so we're already poking the bear right okay um, so to kick off this first sermon in the sermon series called one another um, I went to the Bible and I opened up the scripture and looked at every single one of the references of the Greek word "alelon." all right so there's a hundred references And what I noticed is that you could take every single one of these references and categorize them into four New Testament themes, all right? So every time in the New Testament it says one another, you could pretty easily fit it into one of these themes. Here are the four themes. The first one is unity with one another. Everybody say unity. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Unity with one another. Number two is love for one another. Everybody say love. We're going to talk about that next week, because Monday of next week is Valentine's Day. And so, listen, we didn't plan that intentionally, I want to be honest, but obviously God did. Number three is humility towards one another. Everybody say humility. Humility. And the last one is edification, encouragement of one another. Everybody say edification. That's building one another up. So when you look at the New Testament scriptures, you'll see these four themes. Unity, love, humility, and edification. So today, we're going to talk about unity. And before I get started, I want to give a disclaimer because I gave the sermon, obviously, in the first service, and then somebody asked me in the hallway, is everything okay? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, everything's great. Why do you ask? they are like, did something happen? You know, I'm like, listen, nothing happened. All right. Uh, nothing at all happened. I, I, I was talking, I was talking to my pastor yesterday, Dr. Frank DiMaggio. And, um, and he said to me, we were talking about preaching and he said to me, you let the text determine your topic. You don't give the text your topic. Let God say what he wants to say. Get out of the way. Study, pray, get the word in you, but make sure he can get the word through you. That's what he told me. And I want you guys to know, I did not go to the text this week looking to manufacture this sermon. I wasn't looking for anything. I just simply studied, I prayed, and this is what was obvious to me. That God wanted me to share so I'm I'm giving the disclaimer church because there are a few moments where you may feel like I am stomping on your toes personally and I just want you to know it's not personal I'm just preaching all right so do you have grace for me okay thank you I really appreciate that I'm gonna I'm actually not gonna preach I'm more so gonna teach Uh, You guys know this. I normally preach in more of like an exegetical or expository way. And what that means is I take a paragraph of the text and I dive deep. Have you guys noticed that? Oh, I love it. I mean, I love the art form of preaching. And to me, sometimes when I'm challenged to teach, uh, I'm a little worried it's not going to come out right. But today I'm going to teach, so it may not come out right. And it's going to be topical so it's not just going to be one paragraph that we zoom in on but we're going to look at all of the scriptures in the new testament that talk about one another alelon in regards to unity yeah. That's good. Yes. That's good. are you guys cool with that yeah. are you ready to read a ton of scriptures yes. okay as we read through the bible here guys i want to ask you to posture your heart to just let God's word wash over you. I've noticed that one of the most wonderful experiences is opening my heart and letting God's word just refresh my soul. Just the simple, plain reading of God's word, letting the scripture just move in me, it refreshes me so much. How about you guys? So, let's look at these scriptures. I actually have 12 individual verses of scripture that I'm going to read. Are you guys okay with it? Yes. All right. I'm going to ask you to help me read them uh, by saying one another whenever I reference a Perfect. Sound good? Yes. Okay. First verse of scripture, Mark chapter 9, verse 50. Be at peace with... Number two, John chapter 6, verse 43. Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves, I lay alone. Everybody say, allelon. Do not grumble to one another. Another way of translating that verse, let's look at the NLT. I just thought this was fun, so this is an extra. It's not one of the 12, but it's so good, so I had to read it. <laughs> Stop complaining about what I said. I just, Jesus is a G, isn't he? I'm like, that's right, Lord, amen. I love, I just love stuff like that. All right, here's the third one. It's Romans chapter 15, verse five. The Bible says, may the God of endurance, how many of you guys know we need endurance when dealing with one another? Wow. And encouragement, grant you to live in such harmony with? In accord with Christ Jesus. The fourth one is Romans chapter 15, verse seven, just two verses later. The Bible says, therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given the glory. Man, that's good, isn't it? Let's look at the fifth one, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 33, this is something we did this morning, which is my, why uh, my wife brought the message alongside communion that she did. So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's supper, wait for, enjoy the meal together. Number six, Galatians 5 and 15. This is where it gets spicy. But if you are always biting and devouring, watch out. Beware of destroying. Biting and devouring is a biblical term for gossiping. Just trying to wait for it to get awkward. Um, number seven is Galatians chapter 5, verse 26. Let us not become conceited. Everybody say arrogant. arrogant. Everybody say egotistical. egotistical. Everybody say big headed. That's what that means. Provoking one another, envying. Pride leads to jealousy. Usually when I feel tempted to compete with somebody, I'm wrestling with my own ego. (laughs) Seventh, eighth, Ephesians chapter four, verse two. With all humility and with gentleness and with patience, isn't this how the Holy Spirit is with us? Bearing with one another in love. The ninth verse, Colossians chapter three, verse 13 says, Bearing with one And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. D- you, did you guys see there, the Bible says you must Not you might, you maybe can not. You must forgive one another. If you have a value for unity, you have a value for forgiveness. The 10th one, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15, the Bible says, See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Lord, even the people that post nasty comments on my Instagram photos, yes. The 11th one, James chapter 4, verse 11. Do not speak evil against what? brothers and sisters. And in the same vein, this is James five and nine, just an extra don't grumble. Everybody say gossip. gossip. Everybody say complain. complain. Everybody say murmur. murmur. All biblical words. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or... What's the result of gossiping about your brothers and your sisters? You will be judged. Lord, help us. Here's the 12th one, the final one James 5 and 16. Therefore, con- set, confess your sins to one another. and then pray for one that you may be healed. Confession, biblically, confession is a key to healing. This is all the blessings that are wrapped up in the church that Jesus is actively building. We know that Matthew teaches us that what Jesus is building is his church. Do you guys remember that passage of scripture? I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? The type of church that Jesus is actively building is a unified church. Let me try this side. Um, The type of church that Jesus is actively building today is a unified church, a church that is together, A church that loves one another, a church that forgives each other, a church that has healthy relationships, a church that respects one another, a church that honors one another, a church that prefers one another. That is the type of church that Jesus is actively building. Jesus is not building a divided church. Jesus is not building a gossiping church. Jesus is not building a competitive church. Jesus is building a church, not a brand. Jesus is building a living, breathing organism. We call it, you know, people would call it an organization, but it's not an organization, it's an organism. It's alive. The church is alive. We are alive. We have the life of Jesus in this place in one another as he builds us together rightly as his body, one body, one faith, one baptism, and one Lord, one church. Should the hand say to the foot, I don't have any need of you. No, no, no. We are called to be together with one another. (laughs) Y'all help me preach this. With one another. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. All of these scriptures tell me one thing, God has a goal for his house. God is building his house with a blueprint. And when he finishes up the church that he's building, that church is going to be a unified church. I looked at the Bible of dictionary themes concerning God's goal for unity. Let me read you guys this, God's purpose is to bring together and reconcile to himself The whole of creation. This desire that God has for unity is reflected of the unity within the Godhead. That means the relationship that the Father has with the Son, that the Son has with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit has with the Father. If you ever want a good illustration for the sort of unity that Jesus longs for in his house, all you have to do is look at the Godhead. That's the type of unity that Jesus longs for within his church. It is expressed in marriage and demonstrated in the fellowship of the church. Now, I'm not sure if you noticed as we read through all of those scriptures, but most of them are referencing our fellowship as disciples of Jesus and how we interact and build relationships with one another. Jesus wants unity in our fellowship. Can you guys say amen to that? Amen. Jesus wants unity at Legacy Nashville. Amen. Jesus wants unity at any pastor or church leader that may be watching online. Jesus wants unity in your house. He wants unity in your local church. If this is not your home church, wherever you go to church, He wants unity there too. Yeah. Jesus wants unity. That's his goal. Psalm 133 and 1 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is. Isn't that the type of church you want to go to? Where you step into the sanctuary and you're like, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity. God said that he would command a blessing where people dwell in unity. You actually see a reflection of that in Acts chapter 2 when we see the Bible teaching us that they were all together with one mind and in one accord. They had one heart. They had one spirit. They were all together in unity, which preceded the outpouring of the revival of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know people who will pray and ask God for revival, but refuse to pray and ask God to help them forgive somebody that's hurt them 10 years ago. Because we see in Acts 2, unity actually precedes outpouring. This is a pastoral teaching. It truly is, but I want you guys to know it's also a prophetic message. We, we can't be so into the encounters, and I am, by the way. I love a good encounter. Had one today, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> love encounters. But like, oh, I just care about the person of Jesus. Don't care about the person who sits next to me. <laughs> right? God's like, oh. You claim to love me, you can't see me. You know how that shows up? and how you love your brother, who you can see. See, love of God is actually proven through love of neighbor. When you tell Jesus, I love you, he says, prove it. Stop mistreating people. Stop talking trash about people. Stop dishonoring your mama. I mean, has anybody else in here ever been checked like that by the Holy Spirit in prayer where you're like, Ooh. Can we not talk about that, Lord? Can we just get back to encounters? (laughs) Right? I mean, come on, somebody. Tell the truth, right? You know what I'm saying. You're like, Lord, no, no, no. I ain't trying to, like... Don't meddle in my relationships. I just want to be consumed in our relationship. Yes. Wow. Listen, God wants to bless you. He wants to encounter you. But he also wants other people to encounter him through you. Yes. He said, here's how the world is going to know that you're my disciples. Yep. By how you love. One another. Y'all preaching today. I'm telling you right now. Y'all preaching today by how we love one another. This is the type of church that Jesus is building. So what I did, because this is a teaching, it's not a preach, remember that. It's just a topical teaching, all right? No yelling today, just topical teaching. Um, So I made a chart. I feel proud of myself, to be honest, like. There's a lot of phones coming out. Go ahead, just take the photo. Zoom in. All right. Well, If you don't want to take a photo, all right, there's a lot of phones. Okay. Um, we can post it on the gram later. Um, Grace said she'd do it right now, so you can screenshot it, all right? That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. Okay. Um, okay, so all of the scriptures that I read to kick us off are on this chart. All right, they're all here. So what I did was I categorized them into do this and don't do this. Yay, boo. All right. Do this, don't do this. All right, all the scriptures that I just read are in this chart, all right. So we're gonna hit the first row real quick. This is the yay side. Yay. Um, You guys are doing so well today. Um, Here's what the Bible says that we should be doing. Be at peace with one another. Live in harmony with one another. Accept one another as Jesus has accepted you. How many of you guys wanna be a part of a church like that? Where you just come in and you feel accepted. You're like, I don't know if everybody agrees with me, but they are surely loving and accepting me. I don't know if I agree with everything they're doing either, but I accept them and I love them. That'd be a pretty cool church, honestly. Because, you know, we're always telling people like, hey, come as you are. But what we really mean is come as we are. The church Jesus is building is a church of acceptance and and love. And you have to know, acceptance and agreement are not the same thing. I can fully accept you and fully disagree with you at the same time. Okay, no, we don't have time. Um, When it comes time, (laughs) to receive communion, wait for one another and take it together. Be humble towards one another. Everybody wants a friend like this. Be gentle towards one another. Be patient with one another. Forgive one another as Jesus has forgiven you. Seek to do good to one another and to everybody. Confess your sins to one another. This is the side of the chart that we want to do. We want to obey. So let's just pause for a moment and say, Lord, help us this is the type of people that we want to be so I I pray over us now that we'd be at peace with each other that we'd be at harmony with one another Lord that we'd be an accepting church that we'd celebrate communion in the way that delights your heart that we'd be humble and gentle and patient with one another God make us good forgivers I pray that in Jesus name and Lord may we have a heart and a passion to do good to everybody both here and throughout Nashville And Lord, give us courage to be vulnerable with our spiritual family and confess our sins. Can everybody say amen? Amen. So for the rest of our time together, I'm going to hit on the don't do this side. Because I, yes, boo, that side, good guys, bad guys, right? don't do this why because these things destroy the unity of the fellowship all right these things destroy the unity of the fellowship I was tempted to do a whole sermon on the things that you should do but you know I thought to myself what is going to produce more transformation in our community by touching on the things that we should do and I want to do that okay just don't think I'm trying to stomp on your feet today I want to teach on this, but I just thought it would be more transformative for the environment if we kind of major on this today. Is that okay with you guys? Nothing has happened. None of this is personal. I'm not calling anybody out. I love you. I love you. Um, but but this, is, this is very, very important because if we are doing any of these things, we're gonna take the opportunity to repent, stop, and change course. All right? Because we want to be the type of church that Jesus is actively building. Amen? Amen. And so here are the don't do this list. Same scriptures I read from earlier, I'm not adding anything. Don't talk about one another with smoldering discontent. I looked it up in the Greek, translated out. That's actually what it means. Don't talk about one another with a smoldering discontent. We'll get back to that in a minute. Don't destroy one another by gossiping and hurting one another. Just because someone is not standing in front of you listening to you gossip about them doesn't mean that your words don't hurt them. You ever in, you ever in a Nashville traffic and you just get hit with a little twinge of road rage? We repent, Lord. We repent. But you know what's interesting? When I make a mistake on the highway, it's almost as if I can feel the other person cursing me. You know what I'm saying? Even before you catch a glance at their face, you just feel it. I mean, you know they're cussing you out. Listen, your words create your world, and they have an effect on the atmosphere. So we have to watch what we say, because when we gossip about each other, we hurt each other. Don't be arrogant, challenging one another in jealousy. Don't do that. Don't repay evil with evil. That's revenge. Don't do that and don't speak evil towards one another by gossiping. Don't do that. Let's just all say boo. Terrible, terrible list. (laughs) I wish I had a laser pointer today. From, From here, actually, no more laser pointers, all right? No more laser pointers, actually. Too soon, no more laser pointers, all right? Please, no one, no one have a laser pointer. Shouldn't have brought that up, too soon. Okay, um, all the the, uh, plainclothes security officers in the room, just stand down, just calm down, all right? They in here, by the way. All right, so let's look at this list. Sorry. Um, There's five things here on this list. Don't do this. The first three are about talking, the fifth is about talking, and the fourth could be about talking. So here's what I realized when I made this chart. The primary way that we destroy the unity of our fellowship is with our mouth. Dude, when I read this this morning, Well, this week, I was just like, mind blown. I did, listen, this is the part of the message I don't want to give. I actually don't want to preach this. I told the Lord that this week. I said, no way, I'm not preaching that. But then I remembered, you know, Dr. Frank has encouraged me, you don't give the text a topic, you let the text determine the topic. So I'm like, okay, all right, Lord, if this is what you want to say, I yield, I surrender, I say yes, I don't want to preach this. Just so you guys know, I told the Lord this week, I don't want to preach this. But I am surrendered. All right. As well as a child in the kids' ministry. I don't know if you hear them in travail, but they're down there. So it's receiving. The word is washing over their soul. So notice here that the way <laughs> the way that we talk about one another. Matters, which is why I titled this message. I know it took me a long time to get to the title. I'll move much quicker now. But I titled this sermon, Don't Kill My Tribe. (laughs) Y'all heard the kids saying, don't kill my vibe? So I got a sermon. Don't kill my tribe, all right? Don't kill my tribe. Real question for everybody, okay? I'm not trying to single anybody out, but I'm asking that we would all do that for ourselves real question for everybody are your words and conversations promoting or destroying the unity of our church i told you it's a pastoral teaching are your words and your conversations personally promoting the unity of this fellowship or are they destroying the unity of this fellowship just make it real all right because proverbs 18 and 21 says you guys all know it probably The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk, don't nudge your neighbor, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Didn't God say that one day we will be judged for every idle word that has come out of our mouth? Jesus, keep us safe, protect my mouth. The tongue can bring death or life how you speak about everybody say it with me one another another. will actually affect the atmosphere of this church it will affect the atmosphere of the individual their experience that comes in that doesn't know jesus that was invited to church by a friend they can't even figure out why they're here we as christians have the ability to establish an atmosphere of acceptance, of welcome, of love, of forgiveness, and introduce them to Jesus. One of the ways that we can destroy that atmosphere so that even unbelievers come in and like, I don't want no part of this, is by gossiping, backbiting, murmuring, and talking trash about each other. That creates the exact opposite of the atmosphere that Jesus is actively building here. Here's why this is so prophetic, because we have to get this, because it will set us up for a next huge move of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, I felt so much conviction this week as I prayed about this message. If we will get this, take this to heart, apply this in real time, it will actually set us up for an even greater encounter with him. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to teach it. Not preach it, but teach it, because I really believe that. So if I could make one essential point of the entire sermon, but I have three, but if I only could make one, I'd say this, just stop talking trash about each other. Stop, today, now, stop talking trash about each other. And I'm sure that everybody could say, amen. I want people to stop talking trash about me. (laughs) Me too. But are you talking trash about people? Because if you are, you must stop, please. I'm begging you. I'm asking you. I'm exhorting you to please stop doing that. Listen, I've noticed that good people gossip without actually wanting to. Have you ever noticed that before? Like most good Christians don't want to gossip. They just can't help themselves. Back to this side. Have you guys ever noticed that? Like, I've just noticed, like, people are like, I don't really want to gossip. I don't want to engage in talking bad about people. But for some reason, when I see the phone ring, and I know that chick that calls me that loves to gossip is on the other side of the line, I can't help but to just, woo, What you got for me today? Give me that juicy gossip. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Spill the beans. What he done did. I mean, hey, look, it's true. Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The words of a whisper, it's the next one, it's the next one. The words of a whisper are like delicious morsels. I know that's a weird term, but they go down into the innermost parts of the body, all right? Uh, imagine your favorite meal, whatever that might be, and apply it to this passage, a delicious morsel. People who gossip, they oftentimes can't help themselves, but they're listening to the gossip, and they're just eating it up, like, ooh, this is a good steak right here. Oh, man, that's great. I love, yeah. And they're like, I shouldn't be doing this, but, oh, yes. (laughs) Am I telling the truth or not, church? You know, you Stop. We, we should really not, we shouldn't really do this, but going on ahead. I, what, what did she do? <laughs> um, hey, sis, like, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna gossip. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wanna let you know so that we can pray. <laughs> I, just, I want you to know how to be praying. For Pastor Lyle that's real isn't it that's real that is gossip all right stop spiritualizing your dysfunction that's gossip and the Bible actually says it's a sin The Bible actually says that gossip is a sin. Let me share with you guys a really interesting verse of Scripture. It's in Romans chapter 1, verse 29. So, Ian, it's like deep into the Rolodex of slides. I have 42 slides today, okay? (laughs) Romans chapter 1, verse 29 says, Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and what's that last word, church? Gossip. Can you believe that the apostle Paul would put gossiping in that list alongside murder? Gossiping is a sin. And I know we think of it as like, oh, just a little innocent, you know, entertainment. It's like a delicious morsel. I just can't help myself. Just have to know more. Just have to get the juicy info. Stop. It's quiet in here. Stop. You're hurting one another. Look at your neighbor saying, stop. Just whisper it to him, stop. That's right, we're we're talking about talking. Gossip um, is not a vocabulary problem. It's a heart issue. What I've learned about gossipers is that usually gossipers were raised by gossipers. (laughs) But I've met your parents, your parents are wonderful, okay? (laughs) When you grow up in an environment where the common conversation is trash talk, you just naturally, by default, trash talk everybody. And if you judged your mama for talking trash about your daddy, you need to repent, bless, and release her. Because if you don't, you know what's likely to happen in your own life. You're going to be trash talking about your husband. If you grew up in an environment where people constantly trash-talked about the pastor, this one's for me. (laughs) (laughs) Repent, bless, and release them because you know what's going to happen if you don't? Can you believe? that sermon the pastor lot he's a heretic i mean i don't know right that's probably a nicer thing that somebody could say to me it's okay sorry i'm good pray for me you know that third folder in instagram primary general war zone I don't go in there I know better at this point so gossiping it's not a vocabulary problem it's a heart issue uh, Luke chapter 6 tells us that from the mouth speaks what the heart is full of wow. which is why when you gossip when you talk trash about other people all you're doing is externally manifesting your internal immature character gossip is an external manifestation of your internal immature character it's a revelation that you don't have god's perspective about that person yet far be it from us to say things about other people that god is not saying about them Listen, I wanted to touch on this because I really do believe there might be some people in the room that you are actually addicted to gossip. Now, I'm not looking at anybody, all right, because I don't know, all right? It's between you and the Lord. But there might actually be some people in this room that are addicted to gossip. And I know that's probable because I grew up in a Pentecostal holiness church, and I was constantly surrounded by gossip. I'm from the sticks of West Kentucky, and gossip is like a hobby. I mean, I'm not trying to badmouth my hometown. I'm just telling you, man, we'd sit around dinner, and it'd just be constant gossip, 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 gossip. Just always talking bad about people. And if you grew up in that environment and you want to stop, I, I, I just have some points here for you, because I want you to see the kind of heart that gossip tends to flow out of. And so when you sense your heart experiencing these things, then begin to watch your mouth. All right, here's the five things. A hot heart filled with anger. I'm angry. Number two is a dissatisfied, unfulfilled heart. Number three is a hurting heart that wants to hurt others. Number four, an arrogant heart, which is a better than spirit. I'm better than everybody. If you are the best person in every room you walk into, you need to repent. Be humble. Sit down. Thank you, Antonio. I need to close. Number five is a jealous heart, an envious spirit. And number six is a revengeful heart, a spiteful spirit. And these are important, church, because if you notice your heart is in this position, then just be very, very mindful that you might be tempted to gossip. And I want you to make an intentional decision to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for help so that you can speak words of life and not words of disunity. Christine Kane said, I think she said she posted it on Instagram. If you didn't see it with your own eyes or hear it with your own ears, don't invent it with your small mind and share it with your big mouth. That sounds like Christine Kane would say that. Okay, I have to finish. If you've been waiting to take any notes, here's three points real quick. To be the unified church that Jesus wants us to be, we must decide today to discontinue the following. Number one, when you are angry and dissatisfied with what's happening, stop talking bad about people. This is that chunk of scripture uh, that referenced smoldering discontent. That means hot anger and to be dissatisfied with your circumstance. That's what that means. Um... Pastorally, I want to say to you, um, we're going to do some things around here that you're going to disagree with. Yeah. It's, it's bound to happen, okay? Everybody's going to have a moment where they're like, I don't like that they did that. I have those moments, and we're the pastors. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really love that. But you know what? As the church grows, like, there's probably going to be many opportunities for me to be upset or unsatisfied many opportunities for you to be in disagreement or discontent but when you are experiencing that resist the temptation to talk bad about people there's gonna be moments of disagreement guys but you know what acceptance can trump our disagreements and we can love each other point two is this no more gossip stop having conversations about other people's private lives discussing details that you don't even know are true or not can we make a commitment to stop doing that if you don't know it's true just don't talk about it all right if you're not directly involved in it you don't need to talk about it number three is this let's make a decision together we don't do dysfunctional drama in this house that leads to division and disunity If you are addicted to drama, please repent to somebody and be healed. If you are addicted to drama, could I encourage you, please seek some prayer counseling or some inner healing or pray with the Lord. It's important. We need these things. We don't want to do dysfunctional drama that leads to division and disunity. Please, don't kill my tribe. Thanks for tuning into the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you log into the store and give us a good review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Join us again next week for another powerful word.